Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weimiger and Harav Nissen. We have a beautiful way to start off this week's program with a simcha to our very own Harav Nissen. So, we'd like to share everyone that Harav Nissen's daughter has Baruch Hashem gotten engaged, and there's a beautiful simcha. And Harav uh, Nissen, so who is she engaged to? Yeah, the the uh, and the Yuda Cohen. Yuda Cohen, wow, beautiful. Of Simcha, Samer Tashem, looking forward to dance and to sing together at the Simcha coming up to the Vart this week. Of Simchas and Mazel Tov, and continue having nachas from you and your wife should continue having nachas from this child and from all your children, from your grandchildren, Samer Tashem. To be as Goyel Tzedek, from Heir Biyameinu, Amen. Vechen Lemo. Ah, Amen. Great. So, what would you say? Who do we have on the line? Mrs. I. I. Hello, yeah. Mrs. I. You're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi, do you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Okay, so I recently left my husband because um, he's emotionally abusive and has a very bad addiction. I don't want to name it here. And um, so I recently left him. And he's basically emotionally abusive, but becomes explosive sometimes also, and then he's, like, very violent. So, I was like, I've never even, like, swallowed this, and even, like, noticed that it's happening. I feel now he had meditation, and once it became, like, very wild at my mother, and he threw, like, a heavy bike at her. Ever since that happened, my therapist was insisting that he can't have meditation unless they're completely very, very strictly supervised. I grew up in a divorced home, and we had no relationship with my father because he also needed supervised visitation for some other reason. And um, it was very hard for me. And I feel, my personal feeling is that the risk that he will hurt his child is much smaller than the risk that it's going to hurt my child very much that he doesn't have a, a relationship with his father, which is what is happening right now because my therapist is not allowing visitation until he finds a supervisor and he doesn't find one. Um, so I don't, I'm like, I want to ask your opinion. What do you think? I need you to understand this question is not, let, let's recognize, as I always go, these questions, these programs are for awareness only. So I'll share with you the awareness what's yeah. going on. Yeah, the awareness point, like, yeah. So the awareness point is that, yes, it's very, very important for children to have connection to their parents. Yes, it's very yeah. important for children to have safety. And legally, there are some legal rights of the child that supersedes our emotional needs. That means if someone is going to be in danger, then the therapist might be responsible, you might be responsible, other people might be responsible, and then legally there is a position that we need to be aware of what we're taking. So obviously mm -hmm. the therapist feels that it's not safe. Now the question is, is it really not safe, or are there other things happening? And I can't answer that. I understand that you have relationships with your father, which is important, but what we need is, what we need is to know what's the real situation over here. Remember, having someone be close to someone just because just because emotionally we want it, we need to make sure it's safe. If he threw something once, if he threw it many times, each of these things are different points that we need to know as to what's happening. So, again, let's go to the awareness. The awareness is 
that I know people that are in stuff that are going through difficult times and connecting to parents is extremely important. There are people that went through abusive situations and connecting to those abusive parents were healthy. But one thing we need to have a connection to a parent is extremely important to everyone. But the question is when, where, and how. And for that, if you've got a question about if your therapist is right, if your therapist is overacting, you can go to a second opinion to someone that knows everything. Specifically, you're going to want to find a therapist that deals with domestic abuse or that deals with this stuff where they have experience and there's a lot of that stuff going on. Many times you could even have where your husband would get supervision of the kids if his parents take responsibility. It means they're always at his parents. There's a lot of ways of working it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling up and thank you for also being aware and for sharing it. It's very, very, very brave of you to share that you're you know, that you're someone that's now separated going through the divorce process, all because mm-hmm. of, you know, and you're sharing it publicly. That's something that many people do not do. So I really Yeah, okay, it. thanks for the support and, and, and taking the time to answer my question. You're welcome. Thank you. Great. The okay, number thank to you call so to ask your question is 718 538 6835858 And we're going to go to Mrs. F. Mrs. F., you're on the air with Mordechai and Rav Nissim. Hello? Yes, hello. Hi. First, I want to take the opportunity to thank you for such an amazing program. I just love to listen. This is really, really helpful, and it's just giving us great ideas, especially I like the teenage questions where you're teaching excellent communication skills and friendship, and that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, my question is, my husband has four married sisters, and yeah. he has three married brothers. And these sisters are basically making a team. They do everything together. They arrange everything together, and they also help each other very much, but they don't include sisters-in-law. Okay. So I try to have like a little bit of a kind of a talk to one of them, and asking them, for example, this and this was so nice that you did to your sister. Would you just do that also to one of your sisters-in-law? And she just said, no, for a sister-in-law, I wouldn't bother. So she still would call me up, one of those sisters-in-law, one of them are closer to me as we live in the same town, and she would call me up to ask favors from me. And I'm thinking to myself that, to me, I do chesed, but I have, like, a group. I have a group of people that I'm going to do chesed, just, All right, let's go. you let's know, I'll work hard question. to do let's it. or to the point. It, hold you know, on, I'll hold take on. it out let's of my go. way. Hello, Mrs. F. Mrs. F., yeah. let's go now straight to the point. Your husband, there are four boys, four girls. The girls stick to themselves. They do not include the sister-in-laws. But when they need a favor, they definitely know your number. Your question yeah. is now, what is your question? So what my question is now, can I have an open talk and tell them, listen, I Absolutely. have my group to whom I do Not my favors. You. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. But are you ready to hear back saying we tried to include you, but you didn't want to? Or when we speak about... Uh, it's not going to happen because they never tried. In your opinion, are you? What I did till now is whenever that she asked me a no, favor, no, 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 I Mrs. always Mrs. tried Mrs. to like turn to around and give excuses. And I figured after three Mrs. excuses, Mrs. F, Mrs. F, Mrs. F, Mrs. F, please listen. Yeah. 
you're very focused on saying what you want to hear. But I need you to understand that in all relationships, there are two sides. There are no people that go around thinking, you know, something, we're horrible people. We're four sisters. There are four sister-in-laws. We're going to exclude the sister-in-laws. Usually what happens is in their mind, in people's minds, they tried opening up a door somewhere, and somewhere it was closed where they said, you know something, it just hurts or it's just too t- difficult right now. And we tried once, we tried twice, so this person already made comments, they didn't accept us. I'm just asking you, when you're ready to open up, I am preparing you. Are you ready to get back some mistakes that you have made? Don't bring it up unless you're ready to get back. And get back I don't have a problem a with it at all. Or a slap. A sla- I don't uh, expect back that, and I don't have a, a problem dialogue. with it. Good. Excellent. So if you're actually ready to hear that they might have been hurt by you, or one of the sisters might have been hurt by you, or something like that, that might be great. What would happen, let's take a more extreme level, if they tell you we're really sorry, but we're used to the girls stick to girls, the daughters stick to the daughters, and the sister-in-laws aren't included. What would you do then? I would just tell them, okay, not a problem, but that one is going to come to favors. I'm going to have my open doors to sisters-in-law because I can't do to everyone, so I'd rather have my open doors to the one who's going to do for me. It has to be a two-way street. I'm not going to be the one being abused. Great. Are you willing to tell them, well, I want you to be aware, I feel like a sister-in-law, I feel like it's a one-way door where you always, I have to do you favors and you're not doing me favors. Are you aware then that I will probably stop doing you favors as well? Or if it's easy, I'll say yes, but if not, I'll say no. Yes, I'm ready for that. Good. Now let's try a little role play. How will you do it that we could make it gentler? Let me just ask you one question, uh, just because I want to know how to continue on. This one sister-in-law, she asked me a couple of favors and always gave myself excuses. So now I want to continue and finish it up. Good. So let's try it this way. So let's try it a little bit differently. I'd like you to start the role play. Start again. Start with me. You're going to be the sister. I'll be the the sisters. You're like the sister-in-law. Go ahead. How would your conversation go? I'm the sister-in-law? Yeah, you're you. I'm going to be the group. Can I go along with you to the wedding tomorrow? Well, if we do that, how are you ever going to learn how to do that if I'm going to need to fight your battles? The goal is for the person to do it on their own. So now, again, let's try think? it again. I'm going to, you know what? You, yeah, let's stick to the way we I said. should I'm answer the question. The what are you going to tell me? I should me? ask gonna... and answer the question. Okay, I'm going to start. Hi, how are you? Good. Baruch Hashem, how are you? Baruch Hashem, fantastic. Good um, to hear. You know, in about two weeks, I'm going to be going somewhere. Um, do you think you could watch my kids for two days or three days? Um, listen, let me have an open talk. You asked me a couple of times, but, uh, Let's stop. you know, it nope. just was kind Already of pressuring F. and hard. Uh, hold on, Mrs. F. At a simcha, at a wedding, it's not the time to start bringing up family issues. What we do is you say, you know, this question is bringing up a lot of emotions. Can we talk about it tomorrow, or can we meet somewhere and discuss it? Do you realize okay. that in a simcha where things are happening, you have it on your heart, but what might happen if it doesn't go the way you'd like? At a simcha, can she sit down and talk? She might have other people calling her, pulling her. She might have her kids there. 
Shemayar of other sisters, your mother-in-law. So the goal is to set up a time. It means you could hang up right now and call her up and say, you know something, sister? Um, um, I have something going on. Can you please discuss it? And she'll set up a time. She'll ask about what? And you'll tell her, it could just be about the family structure. I feel sometimes a little left out. If we can discuss it, I would appreciate it. You can just give her the basics. Now you start going to the next level. The next level is when you're going to meet her. What's going to happen then? After discussing it in, in full detail? No, how are you going to discuss it? That is my question. That's, why, that's my question that I'm calling up to hear your advice on the best way to discuss it. All right, so I'll tell you what. This is for awareness only. Awareness only is to get the awareness about what's out there, and you've got to be aware on how this thing works out. So let's try one more thing. I want you to be your sister, and I'm going to be you. And I'll go, you know, I very much appreciate being in the family, and I see the boys are together and the girls are together, but I feel sometimes a little bit left, left out. Okay. Um, what would you say about it? Do you agree? What, can you explain it? What do you mean left sure, out? I feel left out by left what? Out. We called you to what? the Hanukkah party. You were there. I know, but there's like seems like you guys are a team and I'm not a team. Or when I, when I ask you for a favor to watch my kids, sometimes I get a no, but when you ask me to watch the kids, I always say yes. I always do for my sisters first. Okay. Sisters so. are sisters, you know? Right. Right. I, I honestly, I happen to understand that. But what I feel sometimes is when I ask you and you do the sisters first, but then when you ask me and I say yes, then it hurts me sometimes. So maybe you be aware that if I say no sometimes and I'll say because I needed help, I wasn't there, I feel like a shmata. Do you want me to feel like a shmata? No. Okay, so how do you think we could work out my feelings? I'm feeling neglected. I don't know. What should I do? Ah, okay. So in general, and I really try to act this sister-in-law. Okay, now let's let me ask you a question about you. I, I guess she'll Life get it, and that's sisters. it. Talk then she'll, she'll stop sisters. asking me. Mrs. F, talk to me about your sisters. I have only one little sister. Ah, and I have sisters-in-law. So, you're, so, so, so you're trying to get into a, a team that's already there. What about friends? Do you have friends that you can connect to? I have friends that I connect to, right? Good, as close as sisters? I have just a little sister, so I never was able to measure. All right, so what I would really recommend to you is to focus, have this conversation with your sister, sister-in-law, tell them I want to be close to you like a sister. Is it possible? Please include me. If not, you stop building on other relationships. In other words, they're, go they're grown up, they're a team, they've always been together, and sometimes that's just the way life is. Brother-in-law, sister-in-laws, they're, they're on the outside. As close so as we are, we're still the outside. So basically, it's their awareness to have this open talk for them to understand that I can't be treated as a sister-in-law and but then be treated as a that? sister when why they want favors from it? me. Do you, do you know that, I mean, first it's exp important to express it, but I've, before you express it, you need to be comfortable without being that person. It means you've got to be comfortable letting go. Are you comfortable... 
Let me explain it differently. You might say, how much of you telling them is don't ask me anything for cause of revenge? Because you're upset that they're not including you, and therefore we're threatening. Harav Nissen, what do you say to this? I said uh, that, the, the, first of all, uh, my question to you, uh, how many years this uh, or, uh, I think that happened? You know, how many years how old are you married? married? How, how long are you married? I married for 15 years, and oh. don't, they don't do it purposely. They're just not very social at all. They don't understand. So, I, like, I, if I would try to have an open talk, I can uh, speak to... If it's at 15 years, it's, drop it's, it. Start finding friends. It's the, Right, but the problem is that in this last little while, this sister-in-law keeps on asking me favors when she doesn't want to do the slightest thing for so, me. So just be open. So let's just do it simple. Just be straight open with her and just tell her, look. Straight, well, you know, just tell her once, that's it, and that's it. I have yeah, my group of simple, friends who we share chesed. And if you, you don't want to be included times. in my group of friends yeah. to share chesed, then it's not going to be it. Excellent. But you see, but you notice how it just came out very hurt. You see, if you don't do chesed, don't ask me chesed. It's just going to be very, it's gentler, it's easier, it's without the anger. I hear pain. I hear frustration. That's going to cause a fight. If it's, I would really love to help you, but you know, at this point, I'm starting to feel a little like a shmato because I asked you for four things, and each of those four things you said no, and you asked me for four things, and I said yes. I don't feel it's balanced right now. Notice there's no anger and pain because it's not my sister-in-law. Right. So notice how it's different, saying I really would look forward to taking your kids. But right now... You see, you're mixing two things. One thing is you're mixing that you're asking her for favors and she says no. And then you're mixing that there's a team that they're not including you. My concern is your emotions of being rejected is what's getting involved over here with you saying no. It's, it's both together. That's right. And that's already where your question is a lot more complicated that we've created the awareness. If your emotions of being rejected is in you saying no, you need to separate them. You need to realize that the reason why you're not taking the kids are because you're asking several times and she said no. If it's about rejection, that's a separate conversation you have with the sister saying, I just want you all to know we're married in the family for already about 15 years and I'm feeling rejected. I wish you guys can include me and that eventually, maybe five, ten years from now, that I'm in the family 25 years, I'll be like a sister. I know sister-in-laws aren't sisters, but maybe we can give it a shot. There's a way to start trying to build there. Can I help you? Can you include me? And things like that. It might take a while, but if you ask, it might just happen. But there are two I separate I don't really issues. care for that part. It's mostly that All I don't right. like when they would I'll ask tell you, me favors so many people not on ready the line. I just uh, wanted to give you time to get it clear. So thank you for calling I in, and I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. About uh, is any kids involved? Kid? Yeah. Is what do you cousins? mean? No, the cousins. Your children? Children? You no, know, cousins? cousins are not involved at all. Okay, Baruch Hashem. So okay, so keep it. You know, <laughs> the kids. Yeah. Uh, as long as I kids I, I just share with my older kids because I want them to learn okay. social okay. skills. So I just share them and ask them. You know, just you know, but that's it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so we'll go to uh, Mrs. X. Mrs. X, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissim. Hi, in the opinion of a social worker, do you think Donald Trump is emotionally healthy? All right, thank you for your question, Harav Nissim. Who else do we have on the line? Uh, we'll go to Miss X, uh, Miss G. You know, she's waiting a long time. Hello, you're on there. All right, Miss G. 
Wait, we're not hearing you. Hello? Hello, Ms. G? Hello? Okay, I don't, it seems like something wrong. Hello? Let me just... Yeah, it is so low, we're not able to hear at all. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes, hi. Who... Uh, I, I just wanted to add something to the previous uh, caller. Please yes. go right ahead. Okay. Um, I very much found myself in a similar position, actually the same kind of position, um, a while back, and I found that once I let go of the thought of being the fifth wheel among all the sister-in-laws, things fell into place. Ah, beautiful. Can you please elaborate on that? That was really the goal that I was trying to get to. And there can be no better way of explaining it than someone, a Barna sign, that has succeeded in that. Please go ahead, share that information. So, um, What does let go mean? I know what that means, but we want to announce it to others. <laughs> so I, I'm married 19 years now. Figure around the same timing, about five, six years ago, I felt that very much as like the fifth wheel among a group of four sisters, and I was like the only sister at that point. Um, and it was, it was bothersome because I grew up with them, but once everybody got married, they like formed a team and left me hanging. So after I had attended, uh, some kind of class of positive thinking and I just let go of the idea that I need to be part of them and understanding that they, after all, even though I watched them grow up, they are sisters and we, I do have a different way of thinking of them and, I was calm with that. I just accepted that idea, and I was calm with that. And then all of a sudden, after a while, I found that I was much more included, and opinions were asked, and it was just it was just interesting to see how that, and, and we have a beautiful relationship at this point. Now, now, can we fill in the blanks? What changed by you letting go? Once you start having a positive view, what happened? I want you to explain How people the details. It's not go? magical. It really works. Yeah, you let go to look positive. What did you look positive? That they're nice, that we're different. Yeah, we that it's okay that we think differently. We look at mm-hmm. things differently. Um, our approach to things are different, and it's okay. Good. It's now, fine. once you had that idea, what was the next step? What happened after that? After that acceptance. Yes. And allowing their differences sort of enter my domain, and they may—I'm not sure what happened on the other end. Maybe they noticed that uh, you know I was calmer or I was not judgmental. Maybe I'm not sure what happened there, but on my domain, once there was an acceptance, um, I, I found there to be a better connection. But why? I'm not no, no, sure. No, that's what that's I want. I want you to help you. Yes, recognize. Yeah. So, um, How about the minute you start accepting others are different than you and you could accept that they might connect more or less, you're not on such a guard. There's an easiness. You can just allow yourself to participate, and when you don't want to participate, you can let go. So now your doors are open. What changes when we work one-on-one with therapy and we change one person, many times entire relationships change because someone can share their vulnerability. Someone could just say, oh, I like this or I don't like that. There's a conversation flowing. Mm-hmm. That could be, you know, but I, I guess that's what it was. 
it was just so interesting to hear this person and then see myself, I was in that exact same position, and it was just interesting. So I figured to yeah. share my experience. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. very, very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Excellent. And what we're going to do is we're going to go to Ms. G. Hello? Yes. I have a question. Yes. I get angry very fast, and I just blow up and start getting wild. Yeah. And it's really bothering me. Okay. Can you give me a little bit more information? Like, how old are you? Between, let's say, 7 and 10, 10 and 15? I'm 11. You're 11. Oh, you gave me age. Age 11. How many brothers and sisters by you and the family just get blow up and get angry and get wild? I don't know. Are there other brothers and sisters that get angry and get wild, or it's just you? Maybe. Okay. If there's, if there's more than others, then many times what it might mean is that it gets, again, a little complicated because there are issues I'd need to, there are things I'd need to be speaking to your parents about, not to you. Mm-hmm. But I'll be able to help you a little. For you to be aware that when you're in a place that people are, when you're in a place that people act that way, you're going to copy it. And many times the only language that certain family members are taught is to yell and scream. That means till you don't yell and scream, they don't stop bothering you. And therefore, that's why people, family members in those families yell and scream specifically for that reason. Does that make sense? If you would say, please stop doing something to you, would people actually stop? No. No. But when you yell and scream, that's when they stop, right? Sometimes. Right. Therefore, that's why when I get your question, why we do a little bit of history, when you go to a therapist, it's because we want to see who are the people that really can change the situation. So in a question like yours, one-on-one, if I would work with you, would work with different tools that you can help yourself and calm yourself. But really this question belongs for you that your parents should call up. And the question should really go like, we have several children that are yelling and screaming, what can we do to bring calmness in the house? All right, so now let's just deal with you. The short version, when you find yourself that you're getting yelling and screaming and you get very angry and you know that the family, some brothers and sisters act like that, let me ask you, what do you think you can do? When people act, yell, and scream, it's called like for safety. This is what we saw and this is how we feel safe. Can you come up with another way to be heard that it's safe? You could ask nicely, maybe. What? You could ask nicely. But what happens when you ask nicely? You try to ask nicely. They ignore you when you ask nicely. You could ask um, maybe in, like, a firm voice. Say that again? In a firm voice. In a firm voice, that is definitely an option. But let's try a different way. What happens if you actually go to your parents? Say, Ma, I asked Yankee or yes, your sister Sarah to please stop three times. They're not stopping. Could you please help me out? What would happen if you'd ask your parents for help? Sometimes they would help. Just sometimes it would just take like a half hour till he finally stopped. 
Okay, I'll tell you what. I think your question is a bit more com- not complicated. Your question needs more one-on-one guidance. Okay? Okay. No, the answer is not that short. I don't want to just give you like a little answer here, try these three things, and let's see if it works. I think there can be more. I think more information is needed, more one-on-one guidance one week after another and help you figure out some solutions, why it takes a half hour, even if it's ten minutes, and things along those lines. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. However, so what would you say to that, actually? Uh, um, Mod, <laughs> yeah. I'm right now on 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 the phone, and I don't have any clue about what you uh, you know. All right, I'll but. I'll give you the short version. The short version is that she's an 11 year old girl, that she gets angry very fast. She yells and she she screams. And the little bit of information that we got is she's not the only one. There are other family members that are doing it. And what we discovered is that she does this because it's more like a safety mechanism. If she just says stop nicely, it doesn't stop. So she sometimes needs to come to yelling and screaming. My recommendation was that really the parents should be calling in or like she needs like more guidance one-on-one, you know, like a week after week. But maybe there's a short answer that you have because I'm thinking with my social work head, long-term results. But maybe you could come up with some short-term results. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's, it's very difficult for 11 years to... to uh to adjust and thinking about uh, that everything, I call it tova, and everything is what they're doing around us, it's tova, and except, you know, we we have, uh, the, our sages, our chachamim said that if somebody gets insulted, he can close his eyes and just es- ask whatever he wants, and Boreolam will give him everything. So maybe this is a good advice for this girl, and before she starts screaming, because when she's screaming, because... She's getting insulted and nobody listened to her. Maybe before she's screaming, just close her eyes and, and just say, you know, I want to be number one. I want successful in this. I want that my parents will be quiet. I want that the house will be, it will be very, very helpful. I think so. Again, it's for 11 years old girl and has, has a tremendous uh, problem on this yeah. issue. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, Ms. G. Really brave of you. So let me tell you something that I see from you. I always like finishing with a positive, especially for children. You're brave to call in. You're very clear. You knew how to not answer exactly how many or what, so you're able to keep your own. You're also clear that you want peace. You want to be happy. You're also aware the idea that you suggested to do it with an assertive tone is also a great idea. And I think you, Baruch Hashem, with Siyat HaDashma, you're going to go extremely far in life. Okay? Thank you. You're very welcome. Yes. Bye. Okay. Have a good night. Mrs. Yes, her. Uh, Mrs. Great. The number for people who'd like to call in is 718-683-5858. Mrs. R. Mrs. R, you're on the air with Mordechai. Hello? So we got Mrs. F. Mrs. F. Hello? Hello, hello? Okay. okay. We, we got, hello, Mrs. R. Hello? Mrs. Yes. yes, hello, Mrs. Hello, R. Do you, you hear me? Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. Loud and clear. Okay. I really enjoy your program so much so that I would like to introduce a new tr- topic and I'd like your opinion about it, and I would like other people's opinions about it. 
You know, in our community, it used to be that when a boy or girl reached the Shidduch age, it was the most humbling experience. They got scrutinized. The parents were scrutinized, checked over. Everybody got checked. Everybody got scrutinized. And then it went one degree lower to the seminary girls and maybe the boys getting into a yeshiva where they were checked and scrutinized and the parents were, do, they, do the parents have enough money? All these kinds of things. But now in our community, it's happening to two-and-a-half and, and three-year-olds. If they want to get into a school for the first time, first the parents are thoroughly checked where they dive and how much money they make. Is he learning? Is he not learning? And all that is taken into consideration before they are accepted in one of these marvelous schools. We have, we have Let me ask you her a Mrs. lot of Mrs. young R, children Mrs. R, and not enough Mrs. schools. R, Mrs. R, but, yes. one of the benefits that I aim for this program is not about being aware of social issues. In every community, you're going to find their issues. The focus is positive results and changes. Right. Are you bringing up That's an why issue? I'm bringing it up. Good. Exactly. Do you have an issue for a solution? We're not here to start discussion. Okay, so yeah. let me tell you what they do to these young children. No, 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 I they know what they them. do. No, 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 Miss, I want to go. What solutions do you have? Well, I can that's take why the I would love to I could take the shidduch crisis. I would we could take yeshivas. We could take schools. We could take ourselves as adults. We all love blaming the system. I'll tell you, like, when we hear points like this, I get frustrated because it's so easy to attack a system. I want to hear solutions. I want okay. to hear what are you okay. What are so, you going to do? Let's not blaming the okay. system. The one thing that irks me, and I feel no, 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 no. I don't want to know what irks you. I don't want to know what irks you. It's so easy. Did. No, 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 no. That's not what we do here. No. This program is focused on solution based. We're not here to go ear our issues. Just the opposite. I find it negative, and I find it damaging. It damages our Amunas Chachamim. It damages our connection to Rabbi Yishlam. It damages our connection to ourselves. It damages our connection to our spouses. When we're busy finding negative in systems, and you're going to find it all over, it destroys us. Now, how about we start focusing what we can do? Well, what we can do is to look at people in a good light. Beautiful. So how do we go that way? That's what? right. So start talking about So now share with me an idea that you have, how you're going to start looking at people in a good light, and you would like to share others listening that they should look at people in a good light. That's what we can do here. Okay, but I'm, I'm focusing on these no, no. children. No, 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 like no, 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 no. Let's not focus. Let's just look at it in a good light. No, 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 no. You don't think there's potential for every me. single child no, that's no. so young? Can we, uh... Yeah, listen, uh, we're, we're going to do something else. I'm just going to finish the concept, and then we're going to be going to the next caller. Just as you said, it first started in Shaduch, and we started being so focused on, and then the seminary girls, and then, the, then in there to throw the boys, which issues they go to, and then we went to high school, and then all that. Why don't we start the same solution to start looking positive at the older people? means, how about when it starts coming to your grandchildren, Shaduchim, to just say, we just heard good information, let's not look so much. You start doing it with yourself. How I about hear, even take but, it but further? the issue that I'm raising the, now... No, stop. Hello? Let me finish. Let me finish. How about you even tell me five positives of our system, of our Shidduch process, and of our high school process? If you want to see positives... I'll give you only... five positives. You good. Let me hear those Shidduch five. System? I'll tell you five positives. Go ahead. I'm waiting. We, number one, 
we spare our children a lot of aggravation because in a lot of ways we investigate and in a lot of ways we check things out before they actually meet. We definitely save them a lot of aggravation. Grace, that's one. Good. Give me a second okay. one. A second one. A second one. Um, a second one. I'll but, give you but, five off the cuff. Okay. Number one, we, start, we help out our children with the, as you said, with a process that we make it easier for them. Number two, when we get the resumes and we see what's happening, you're clearer what you're looking for in a shidduch. You get pretty clear. I want someone that is in the yeshiva. I want someone that has uh, been with I don't know about that, Rabbi Weinberger. I'm not sure because, you know, Hashem notice, is the notice, one that no, makes No, 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 you missed book. it. You see, I, I think you're missing the point. I'm trying to show you that if all you could find is one positive in the shidduch issue, you cannot give a day. You can't give an opinion because you're biased. You're full of pain. I'm sorry for uh, being no, so long. No, I'm not in you're pain about You the are. Shidduch. You're complaining no, about I'm the kids. I'm calling you, say you about the shidduch You cannot share an opinion if you're pain. You're biased. Your eyes are clouded with negativity. That's it's true. I'm calling about the preschool children. I know, that's but you said the preschool. No. I know you All don't right. like to take calls about preschool, but that's basically, I would like to know why these little kids are not given the benefit of the doubt that they will grow and mature and be good enough for any school. Why are they judged when they're so young? They show them pictures and ask them uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what came first, what came oh, second. Yeah, 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 but they're yeah, only yeah. two years old, and they've all, uh, they all come from different backgrounds. Yes, you yes. never know if the language that they, uh, at uh, home, uh, that they could answer the questions. They, they, um, they, le- they uh, me- tell them same and different. But you don't know if this child had that background because they're only two and three years old. Mrs. X. You can't, you can't judge the, the tests that they're giving them. Mrs. X. It's very unfair. Mrs. X. Yes. Hi, it's Nisim. Uh, you, uh, you have a very, very good point, but, you know, you cannot blame the children. What you have to blame the system and what we can improve it. I tell you the truth. I, I, when I went to register my children, I had the same exact experience, you know, and certain, right. even certain men uh, told me, Mr. Lazari, you are not belong to the parents of this school. That's what they word, you know. So I said, thank you. Right. You are not be- belong to my children principal, you know. You're right. As, as You're I right. said, let, let, me, let me tell you something, that we have to understand that the issue here, that it's not the children, it's us, the parents, and how we much pressure we put on this and a lot of this yeshivot of this Bet Bonot Yaakov, what we are expecting for our uh, us ourselves to be a Jewish, and if we really really bemet love each other like as we have the obligation to love and our children is the, are the most valuable things, and we have to do that. Everything is depends what we look in our life. And where we bringing ourselves to love uh, this, and this one of this program, and all about the idea of Jerusalem Radio to bring this awareness that we love each other, love ourselves first of all, because the people that push you away, they don't love themselves. They don't. That's really they don't love themselves. When somebody push you away, it's mean it is don't understand what it means to be a Jewish, 
and it doesn't, it cannot obligate uh, obligate to be a Jewish person. So beside this, beside the, to be a member on a society, member of the of the human being, uh, uh, we have to understand that we have to do our act, small act. And if you see an uh, institute that dealing with this. Just say thank you. It's not for my children. I'll find another institute that belongs to my children and to me. But I have to first of all check myself if I'm not biased. I hear. Excellent. I just like yeah. to read. I got a message on a, on a different subject about with the sister-in-laws, yes. and it goes as, as follows. I comment on the sister-in-law who said she felt left out. We are a group, a lot of sisters. Recently, one of my sister-in-laws mentioned that when she got married, she was excited. She thought she'd, she'd, she's, she's going to have fun together with us. She'll enjoy so many fun sister-in-laws. I felt so bad because I wasn't ever aware that she wanted to become closer to us, which is saying that, again, we want to get involved, open up, share. And that's one of our goals. We are going to go over here to Mr. J. Mr. J, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Hi. Yes. Hello? Yes, Shalom Aleichem. Hello? Yes, how are you? Fine, and you? Baruch Hashem, wonderful. What's your question or comment? First of all, I would like to thank you for your fantastic, amazing programs. I am joined the English and the Commonwealth of Yiddish. Thank you. This is very, very special from you. Thank you. And um, I want to ask an interesting question. Um, someone once invited me to have a growth notebook. I should write every day a few points of self-control. And I did yeah. it for a long while, then I stopped, and I recently started again. I'm doing it already for um, more than a month. Um, I would like to know, I want to hear what you have to say about it, because I think if I will understand uh, what I'm gaining from it, maybe it will motivate me to do it. All right, so I'm going to share with you three points. Just It does a lot more, but three points of what it happens, and then... We're going to let Harav Nissen share his thoughts because I think there's a lot more that we can gain from that. But let's start. Why should someone write a growth pro, uh, book or sort of stories or points what they see in their life? And the concept is a very simple one. Our human brain works with certain rules. Just like the body needs to sleep, just like we need to eat, just like if you eat healthy food, the body will be healthier. You eat more fattening food or, or, or other foods will affect your arteries and will clog up the system and will make us tired. The same is with the brain. The brain has got certain rules. One of the main rules of the brain is that where you look, vision of what you look, that is going to affect you. That means if you think negative thoughts, it's going to affect you. That you're going to start feeling down. If you think positive thoughts, you're going to start feeling in a better mood. That's rule no, number one. means our thoughts affect us. Okay. Rule number two is thoughts that we do for a while on a consistent basis will seep into our subconscious. That means the more times you do something, there are several layers in the subconscious. There is one layer of the subconscious which we call muscle memory. 
So if someone learns to play tennis, someone learns to play basketball, or classical example, I spoke to a chassan that told me that it took him about two months till he learned to put on the tefillin with the talus. To me and you, mm-hmm. it's so simple. I mean, for those of us that are married and doing it for a certain amount of years, but what happens is, sorry, but what happens is, after we do it the first couple of times, or the first times we put it, it's slipping off our back. We're trying mm-hmm. to hold the talus, the tefillin, the shalrash, and everything falls all over, but... Once you do it for a while, it becomes second nature. And that's called muscle memory where our body remembers, and that's also in our subconscious. So in our subconscious, when we do something over and over, what happens is it goes into the subconscious memory and into the muscle memory. That's when we do positive stuff or negative stuff. Either one will sink in, and the more our subconscious is full of those programs, either positive or negative, that's what the brain operates on. Now... Let's go to the third point. The third point about writing positives are is that our brain wants to have goals. We want to have where we get to. And that means when we have a goal, what happens when you set a goal and you hit the tough times? You hit the negative, a ditch. The car is driving, you hit a ditch in the road. That's part of reality. Negativity is part of reality. Positivity is also part of reality. Now, when we hit a negative a negative patch, it's normal to get stuck in a negative rut. What is the AAA? What is the Haverim called to get us out of those ditches? When we have a positive notebook that we can go back, and it reminds us of our positive. So, A, the subconscious uh-huh. thinks positive. We look positive, and now we have the actual book that we can go back to that. So it trains the brain. Therefore, the longer we do this gratitude book, the more you write it. In order to write it, you need to put... Very clear. Wow. Does, oh, does that one, make sense? The, the third and, point that I love the most. Which one? Yes, that during the, the hard times, you have that book to remind you. Yes, I feel it. When I felt one. Like I felt very bad about myself, but when I start looking the pages, like the whole path, it reminds me that I have good points. Yes, exactly. So there's even a lot more to that. There's a lot more. Number one, the brain also needs a goal. And when we don't have a goal, it just needs to go, where's my goal, negative or positive? When we talk about problems all day, we're going to see that. And therefore, just writing down and focusing on positives, part of what you write down is also what will come is what are your dreams, what are your hopes. And the Rabbi Shalom will do whatever he wants. But we need to do ours in our position. We don't have the power over the future to do that. That's the Rabbi Shalom. But we have the power over our mood. That's the Rabbi Shalom does give us. And that kind mm-hmm. is what we want to be able to have and to utilize. And by writing it down, it means we're spending five minutes or ten minutes a day, we're putting a positive energy and focus to I want to be positive. That is a huge shift. That's a huge change. That's a huge determination saying I am looking to be great. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Makes sense? No, yeah, very much. I have a, I had another question what is linked to this, but I think that the answer is I should just continue with my notebook. My question was, what what can I do to keep myself more positive? I'm in the I'm not very happy in my color. It's not possible to change because there is one color here. So, my, I wanted to ask, how can I how can I, I be more positive more, and focus on myself? The tip is, I'll share with you a story. I had a client that came from a very, very quiet town, 
and he moved to Borough Park, and he moved right across the street from a tw- basically like a 24-hour grocery. And he says, not mm-hmm. only, he says, don't they get my quiet, but I hate Borough Park because there's so much going on. There is not much more that I can do. Like, I can't have peace. After doing one or two sessions, we realized, you know what his real issue is? He doesn't have friends. He doesn't fit in. And by giving a little Mishnayis to his Kailo, let's see, on the Mesechtas that no one ever really learns, Nazar, Uktsin, whichever ones you'd like, Kalim, and just doing literally 15 minutes of the lunch break or 10 minutes, he just did four Mishnas. Everyone was there, and he just had three, four Yingalat joining. Who doesn't want to learn these Mishnas? all these Masechtas, and if someone would just sit down, prepare it, and say it's just five or six minutes, they loved it, and they finished Masechtas within four weeks, the man loves Borough Park. Mm-hmm. If you're focusing on what you don't like about, that you don't like about the Kailo, you're going to be stuck there. If you start thinking, what do I like? I'm a leader. I want to be happy. I want to connect to people. I want to learn certain Masechtas. I have a Bacha that's mamish not happy in the Yeshiva system because it learns so slow. So what we did is he does an Amr a day, not a blot a day, but an Amr a day. And just mm-hmm. by learning on the side, during his lunch break, he changed his mood, changed his life. He feels productive. The, mm-hmm. I'm starting to point about the point is that the thing that is bothering me is not feeling can. my hands. The thing that is bothering me that the people are getting there very late. Like, I'm beyond, I'm, I'm, I try most of the times to be on, on time. Look, look, now you're going into and, uh, details. We're not here. This is already therapy. The next step that you're doing now is already details how to help you see it and what, and why your situation is detailed. That's already one-on-one information. All that mm-hmm. we're discussing over here is general. Start focusing on what can you do. What do you want to accomplish in the coil? What do you want to accomplish on your own? You get there early. You get there 20 minutes early. You start, if you want to be a leader, you start getting three, four other people in the coil. Let's get there early and let's learn this. Start being the leader. Start believing in mm-hmm. yourself also. And continue, of course, the gratitude, appreciation, and you'll start seeing what is good about the coil. How many cities don't have a coil? Baruch Hashem, you got mm-hmm. that. There's so much to appreciate to that. You're right. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. We are going to go to Mrs. Uh, F. You're on Mordechai and Harav Nissim. Hello? Hello? Mrs. F? Hello? All right, we're going to go to Mrs. G. It's in. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes, hi, Mrs. G. Hi, it's It's always a pleasure to listen to the two of you. And thank you for taking my call. Uh, first, just... It's my honor and my pleasure. And I really appreciate that you said that because I, I am so much more confident when I have Harav Nissan with me on the program that it's a pleasure. You're, so, you're quite I, a team. You're quite a team. Yeah, I really, yeah, I, I, it's great. Up, like, we really work well listeners. together. You give us all listeners something good, good, good. Um, yeah. Let me see. Um, I have a few. Uh, I have a few children, Baruch Hashem. I called you a, a few years ago telling you how uh, I had a condition and they were all taken, they were all placed somewhere else to be raised. And I'm trying to redevelop the relationship. And you told me, give it time. 
So it's been some time. Some kids I'm closer to. Hashem. One child. Ask you, was that married? the question that you called me from uptown, where your daughter-in-law, your son didn't want to see you, and your daughter-in-law didn't want to see you? You called about two year, a year ago. I can't believe it. <laughs> you Upstate. remember better than me. Yes, I happen to remember Maybe. that I'm question very sure. well. And what we were saying was that they might have their son. Even remember that, yeah. That, that what? They, yeah, we were discussing that. That you're saying because you might not dress exactly the way they want to dress. No, so. it wasn't, no, that was not it. That was not. No, me. no, we were saying it could be different reasons that were going on. Suggestions I was suggesting at the time that when I'm your daughter. Sure. I, I don't remember to, which which uh, where I was up to. I don't remember if it was okay, by the so hospital. I, I remember I that question. To? The question was that you had your children that were that your son, your daughter-in-law, and your son didn't really want to connect to you. And what we're I discussing, have a daughter and a son-in-law. I don't know. Oh, so the thing. daughter and son-in-law. What I was discussing was maybe speak to their rav, because I think they might have been comfortable with that, and start the safe level of a mediator, someone that they respect to get in the middle. And what I was sharing was many times when you've got children to speak to the parents, there can be, not that I'm saying it's right, I'm not going along those lines, but there could be certain triggers that the parent has that the kid tried to work it out and they couldn't. And once they're married or and then they have the spouse saying it's way too complicated. We're saying then try to find a mediator or a rov that that they respect, that you can start having someone that go between. All right, so that was that information then. Okay, I don't remember, but, you know, I guess a lot there's a lot of commonalities with these situations. I don't remember okay. at that point if I called when she was married, but I'll, 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 if I could apply the same ATSA and, and ask you, I don't know if their mashpia is considered a rub. I don't know if he's considered a rub. And and today, I wanted to, I did call up Beisara and Lakewood to ask if it's like if I'm allowed to give them a gift if they're treating me this way because I felt like it's almost Hanufa that that they don't want to call me back to tell me the name of the baby and they don't want to call like I was thinking if they're if it, I don't know how far Hanufa stretches. I don't know enough. So I thought, maybe I'm not allowed. They said, you know, before you give a present, ask the rub. So is that true? Like, it's, it's not easy to find. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much energy to find a rub I have. But if I can't find a rub, is it really um, 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 is there any possibility that it's, it's not a good idea to send a gift? Well, um, unfortunately, all questions are complicated, and I'll tell you why it could not, it could be unhealthy to send a gift. What happens when someone says, I need a break three months? Let's just make that assumption. And instead of that person saying, okay, they call every single day. But can we speak today? Just today, just five minutes. And therefore, the more we push, the more it hurts. On the other hand, getting a gift and saying, I still care about you can be a huge positive. So it depends on the family. It depends why it's so extreme that they wouldn't want you, a grandmother, to know what the kid's name is. This, these questions are very complicated. You're Thanks. asking, like, Dini Nafasha Shilas, and right, to right. just answer it that, that easy or that quick, I wouldn't be able to do that. All I will say is these questions are highly complicated. That, yes, so so what should I do in Suffolk? What do I do in Suffolk? Um, I, I first would wonder, why in the world did you get to that Shiloh of Hanifa? I mean, I would ask you, do you have anything else? I feel such riches that she Let me ask a question. Has the words ever like OCD ever been mentioned to you or things like that? Or Not me? I don't know. 
in general. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Not OCD, right. but comp- com- compulsive. With the kids, I could be, uh, I was, you know, I could become such a perfectionist trying to do do it, everything, you know, do it, doing everything right. But yeah. I, I, if they have their break from me, I, 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 I have, I don't even know where they live. I don't know their That's, address. I'll tell you. So your questions are one of those. Really I don't go for. We really never spend Shabbos together. It's just know, she gives me a phone know, call once I know. a week. It's a tragedy. It's really, really, really sad. Unfortunately. So, so when in doubt, what do you think with the gift? Oh, you want me to now pass that Shiloh when in doubt? You're not doubt. sure. Okay. Oh yeah, these are one of those <laughs> questions I don't dare. So talk. so I don't lose from waiting till she calls me. I'm not. She knows no, I care I would for her. She, you to start she probably focusing. start going to groups, start opening up, start creating friends, start having a life other than your children. Great, and um, I, thank I you. I do, I do, I do. Wait, hello. Our Nissen is just telling me, sending us that the time limit has just passed, so we're over our time. Thank oh, you for no. calling in. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and appreciate your questions, comments, hatzlacha, and our Nissen Mazel Tov, Looking forward to this Wednesday to see a Devart share with your kids. Thank you very much, Mordechai. Thank you to all our dear listeners, and really apologize that we couldn't take all the phone calls. And Bezal Hashem uh, next week. Root Radio. Yeah. Thank Tune you. Tune in.